Welcome to another podcast from the Rotary and Community Service Radio Show, which is now in its 10th year. Our show is heard every Friday between 6 and 8pm on Community Radio Station 3WBC 94.1 FM and is also streamed live on the World Wide Web. Here is an interview produced and presented by Ian Salick with Rowan McLean, immediate past district chair of international service in Rotary District 9800 and currently president of the Rotary Club of North Baldwin. Uh, and uh, it is my great pleasure now to introduce a visitor that we've had on the show before, a wonderful guest in Rowan McLean. To give you a bit of background on Rowan McLean, Rowan McLean is currently the International Service Chair for Rotary District 9800 and is about to take up a very important role in the Rotary Club of North Baldwin as its president in 2016-2017. Welcome to the show, Rowan. Thank you, Ian. It's nice to be back with you. It's, uh, it's, it's a, a very cold night out there, and uh, I'm looking forward to this chat. It's always good to see you. Uh, your background is so fascinating. Um, as I said before in a little post that I put onto Facebook, uh, Rowan uh, is many, many things. He's been a consultant in his previous life before uh, he's taken on Rotary almost full-time. Uh, he's a very good golfer, uh, and uh, in addition to that, uh, he's a great humanitarian, and that's what we want to talk about this evening. Rowan, um, before we do that, perhaps you could just tell me of your expectations coming into the presidency of North Baldwin. Yes, well, I've had uh, a very good predecessor. She's been um, she's been a uh, a person that's really uh, changed our club in lots of ways. And uh, I don't preempt my changeover speech, but uh, it's been a terrific year, and uh, I'm looking forward to a number of challenges. I've got a great group coming in as a board, uh, including people who have come back from district, and uh, we've got some great experience there amongst the the various people that are doing these major roles. I really want to increase our membership in our club. As you know, Ian, it's a large one. We have currently about 75 members and uh, we've got some good plans there. So that's one of the challenges that we're approaching. A couple of other things. uh, We've put a position on our board now called Image and Communications, which we haven't had before. And I think that's something that uh, really is needed by clubs because Rotary does such a fantastic job around the world and the public don't know about it. So that's a, that's a second challenge. And perhaps a third one which, uh, which we need to tighten up a little bit is, uh, is our, our management uh, in, in the organisation. We've got, uh, got a number of people and roles change and we just want to do some things such as catch our policy decisions and put them in a handbook, those sorts of ideas which are underway already. So I think, I think we've got quite a few challenges there plus some new projects coming on. What are your expectations for community-based projects before we talk about some of those international projects of yours? Well, I think uh, we, we've, got, uh, we've got several things in mind, but one of the things that our school, uh, our school program is not included is, is doing reading to, uh, to young children, and there's a possibility of us uh, exploring that this year. Burundara Cares appears to be really putting some excellent uh, sort of thought into some of the major issues affecting our municipality and our club would love to be involved in in helping with some of those initiatives. We have um, 
quite a few things such as a festival which has been going on in Northbourne that we initiated with the traders there and that's a multicultural type festival and we're going to continue that next year and we also have uh, a terrific gardening project which is for old people, disabled people in Burundara who can't afford it themselves to, uh, to, uh, to pay people because they're, uh, they're, they're, they're not really wealthy and um, they also can't do it themselves because they've reached the age or the level of debilitation that prevents them from doing it. So they're the, they're the two criteria we use there. But that's, that's a great program and it's been very well regarded and we get a lot of uh, thanks from people in Burundara for that. That's a very worthwhile program. How many gardens would you actually tackle? We're currently running about four sessions a week, all two-hour sessions, and normally there's one or two Rotarians, and we use school kids as well. So, so girls from MLC come and help us. There are, there's a, a huge uh, hit squad from Campbell Grammar School that comes in a bus, uh, and, and kids from Xavier and, and other schools, Trinity and, uh, and others have been involved in the past. We're hoping that uh, we'll continue that because the relationship between the Rotarians and the school children and also between the school children and the elderly people in their homes is, is just a really nice social mix and it helps sort of integrate, um, I suppose, understanding, improving various things that, uh, that uh, people have as perceptions of each other at different generations. I think it's an excellent program. Uh, it certainly is a very Burundara-based input and I very much like the idea of those school children helping elderly people especially. It gives them an appreciation. Sometimes we're a bit unkind about youth, aren't we? We are. They do like the chocolate cakes that the old ladies make sometimes. They're, they're pretty, the afternoon teas are pretty popular. But you know, I didn't really answer your question about the number of gardens. I, I think probably um, you know, if, we, uh, if we look at, say, four a week, uh, four sessions a week, sometimes we're returning to, to places we've been to. But I think from... My period of managing that program, I think we were doing something like uh, two or three hundred uh, every every year, and it just depends how you count them. But uh, it's a, it's a big contribution, and we put our uh, put our heart and soul into it. It's a wonderful contribution. Do you go back to the same houses, or is it just a major clean up and then it's left for six months? Interesting um, question, because we started by doing major clean-ups and we were thinking well we better learn something about building gardens for people too so we we've built some uh, veggie gardens at Camcare, about six of them that uh, that are a uh, community garden we thought we would move to that area but we in fact haven't we've stayed cleaning up properties there are so many of them that need help and then also offering them repeat visits when when it overgrows again but we're not clipping and and uh, and uh, tidying up every every month we're going back when we need to so it's major work really it is a marvelous idea is there an opportunity for any of our listeners out there that may be in dire straits in terms of physically doing their garden is there any opportunity for them to contact you with the possibility of your assistance as a club yes uh, there is and perhaps not just them but their neighbors as well they may see people who need help the normal way to do this is to go through an agency so that uh, we are not assessing, as a Rotary Club, we're not assessing their capability of paying for it or doing it. It's done by an agency such as the Council's Aged Care Unit or one of the churches or somebody like 
Jobco. There are quite a few referral agencies. So that's, that's the best way to do it so that we, we are clear that we have people meeting our eligibility criteria before we get involved. And then we talk with the resident, we look at the property and we agree what we're going to do. It is a wonderful program, Rowan. What I'd like to do now is take a little break for some music and then come back and have a word to you about a real love of your life, which is international service. You've been international service uh, chair uh, for a number of years in District 9800, and it's a wonderful opportunity to hear about what you're doing in that area. This is 94.1 FM, 3WBC, the voice of the Inner East, and you're on the Rotary and Community Service radio show. We're talking with Rowan McLean, who is about to step into the role of President of the North Baldwin Rotary Club, one of Burundara's Rotary Clubs. And Rowan is also most interested in an area that he's been looking after for the last year in international service. Rowan, tell us a little bit about international service. Thanks, Ian. Uh, there, are, there are many areas in international service. It's a very large portfolio, and it includes ROCS, which is Rotary Australia World Community Service, and it has five sections. It's got water and sanitation, project and volunteer support. It's got Rotarians Against Malaria, Donations in Kind, which is a large operation, and uh, Rotary Australia Benevolent Society, which is a a locally oriented program to help people in stress and, and dire need. Those areas are all, if you like, busy little areas on their own. That's within Rourke's. In addition to Rourke's, and my, my successor uh, will we'll soon find this out, there are areas that are also extremely active, like Interplast, which does something like 70 missions a year with surgeons, anaesthetists, nurses going to foreign countries to... Uh, to undertake surgery. Romac, which brings children here, if there are not the facilities to do surgery in foreign countries, then children are brought here. That's probably not as busy in the last few years because there's been a, a problem with theatre space and the availability of surgeons, but it's building up again and New Zealand's very active as well. So we've got some options there for bringing children into Australia and New Zealand. There is an area that is called uh, Friendship Exchange and that's one that sends people to other countries and has people come here as groups and they are looking at perhaps their areas of interest and meeting people within those countries to exchange ideas and interests, if you like. The, the people in, uh, in International Exchange... Uh, there, there's just been a group go to the UK. We've had groups go to Turkey. They're very interesting international goodwill program. In the other area in international is uh, international fellowships. And I think that's a potentially terrific area because it enables people who have similar interests around the world, Rotarians, to share their experiences, get together on things. It could be chess clubs, it could be climbing mountains, it could be flying aeroplanes, it could be all sorts of things. And it's a very interesting area potentially for, uh, for us to explore it creates a, an international network of, of people with common interests. Rowan, your international projects, both at uh, a district level and at a club level, I know you're very heavily involved in both those areas. Yes, well, there are a couple of things that, uh, that get involved 
at international level. One is the, I suppose, the project that uh, Jeremy Oates has been running with uh, our Professor Sue MacDonald involved in Timor-Leste. They're training midwives, and I understand that that has performed a terrific function in, in, in regard to empowering midwives and training them, upskilling them to replace work that has been traditionally done by doctors. The other area that we're looking at at the moment uh, through our club is, is a, an exchange with using Borwin High School kids with Mongolia. And that's something that's a brand new project which is very exciting. I think uh, there are probably about six to eight kids that might go on the first attempt at this may not happen for a while because we're going to send a little group of people to check out whether this is a viable idea. The projects that I look after as, as Rourke's project manager are one in Bali, and that's quite an interesting concept, and one in Vietnam. Now, in Bali, we noticed that kids were not reading books. We went into primary schools and there were cupboards full of books that had not even been opened. And we thought, well, what's that about? And we noticed that houses in Bali tend not to have libraries or books in them because the people are experiential Hindu people and they have a lot of ceremonies, they live for the day. And we thought, well, these children are expected to learn to read when they first go to primary school and they've never had that experience. Like you and I will read to our children, they'll read, read to our grandchildren if we've got them. But they don't have that same experience. And so we thought, wow, how can we get them involved in reading things, learning about things, writing letters? So we've now leapfrogged, if you like, the requirement for reading books and gone into computers. And the kids love it. Um, two rules. One is that the boys have to be disciplined a bit and let the girls have equal access. <laughs> and that's up to scheduling by the teachers in the schools. And the second thing is that we insist on having porn filters on the on the machines. But basically that has worked really well. We've now got, I think, nine facilities on computers in Bali. And there are groups of people now separate to our club who are now uh, funding, if you like, separate in installations. It's growing like mushrooms. And uh, we've got an early learning centre even, which is now on computers and kids are learning that way. And they're writing um, documents, they're producing PowerPoint displays, they're, they're just having a wonderful time, they love it. Have you got a Rotary Club in Bali that you're working with? There are Rotary Clubs in Bali and we've worked with some of them. But we are working with the Rotaractors in Ubud. And the Rotaractors there are a fantastic group of younger people. There are about 30 of them. Probably, I'd say, 10 of them are really active. And they go around to the schools. Two of those people, one of whom has become a Rotarian, have an IT business. So they pressure the suppliers to give good prices. They can repair the machines so they don't end up in back cupboards. And they can teach the children how to use them. And the Rotaractors support them in that in that learning process. It's a it's a terrific program, and we we're really pleased. For about two thousand dollars, you can put in five computers and a printer. So you've got a computer hub in your in your school library that kids can be cycled through. It's all about sustainability, isn't it, Rowan? It absolutely is, and it's about sustainable learning for the children as well, so that they're enhanced with their understanding of what's going on in the world and their capability.
to live as human beings. So that's that's the Bali project, and I'm very pleased with that. The second area that I'm responsible for is a project in Vietnam, in Phu province, which is, uh, well, it's commenced in Minh Hak community, about 3,500 people, poor, uh, subsistence farmers, they just eat what they grow, and they have never earned traditionally a dollar outside their own community. So again, it's a cycle of, we're trying to break this poverty cycle by introducing various things to them. We started with supporting children through school and we've now got about 100 kids that we're supporting, including 30 new children going into kindergarten whose parents can't afford to send them there, so we're funding that. We also have uh, projects in a second phase which are you might call infrastructure. We've helped them build a community centre. We've helped them with uh, improving their health clinic and their schools with furniture and libraries all sorts of things that are going on in that area. And the third area has really been what you would call community projects, and that's where our real emphasis is on sustainability. We're trying to get them to fatten up pigs and sell them in market. And that creates a little economic cycle. There's somebody to take them there by transport. There's somebody to sell them in the marketplace. Kids that drop out of school can look after them in the community. It's a, it's a wonderful, potentially a wonderful uh, little process and we can probably repeat that with other livestock and with some forms of farming as well. How many people in the village are involved in that work? Yeah, well, it's, I would say we've got uh, 11 farmers and their families that we've started with, and some of those were not great choices. We, we, they were chosen because of their need by the People's Committee, and we've learnt from that. So we've, we've got probably a core of about six that are really good performers, one that's absolutely outstanding is being written up in the in the press in North Vietnam as an entrepreneur. She's wonderful, and uh, she uh, she's she's setting a good standard and a and a good, if you like, uh, role model for some of the others. We're putting others in that process at the moment. The nice thing that's happened there is that we've been able to duplicate that assistance through the recommendation of the local government, the local authority in Futo province, they've recommended other communities for support. And uh, a lot of people may have heard this, but Bacchus Marsh Rotary Club has picked up one of those communities, a place called Yen Luat, and they're doing a similar thing than we've done in Minh Hak. There's a third community, which we're looking at at the moment, and one of our Rotary Clubs in District 9800 is very keen to help them, and we're going up, we think, at the end of July, a couple of us, to have a look at the, the possibility of setting up new infrastructure for that particular community. That's wonderful work, Rowan. I'm just wondering, at the same time, what the relationship is with Rotary by the authorities, because Rotary, as such, is not in Vietnam yet, is it? Officially, no. We, uh, we have signs saying thank you Rotary on things like <laughs> community centres, so they're acknowledging that. I, th I think this whole process of uh, working through an NGO that's registered there, which we, we basically control anyway, is, uh, is an enabler for us and it is helping with the bids that are being made by Rotary International to get the Vietnamese government to invite us to set up chapters in Hanoi and Ho Chi Minh City. How do they view Australians? Oh, pretty well, I think. Uh, clearly, we were fighting against some of them in the war, but uh, the American War, as they call it. 
but I think we're pretty well regarded and there are a lot of Australians up there. There are a lot of Australian support programs helping right throughout uh, Vietnam from the south to the north. I think we're pretty well regarded and the people themselves are fantastic. They're, they've got, they're industrious, they've got an engine, they, they will do things uh, that you might find in, say, areas like Melanesia uh, won't happen with the same degree of, of enthusiasm and motivation. So they're terrific people to work with. They'll pick something up and they'll run with it. Rowan, one final area that I'd like to talk to you about is uh, what we call RAM or Rotarians Against Malaria. Could you tell us a little bit about that area of operation for Rotary? Our focus has been on Oceania, if you like, Asia Pacific, and the work that's been done by Rotary in that area has been sensational. There are a lot of other people doing research, there's funding that comes from other areas, but Rotary has really been the core, if you like, promoter of, uh, of malarial treatment. Two stages really, one is, uh, one is elimination and the, the last one is eradication and that takes a lot longer. But we've provided a lot of nets into various places like Papua New Guinea. We have had a sensational reduction in the number of the incidence of death and, and if you like, dis you know, disability from malaria in Oceania. It's reduced by 75% in the last seven years and a lot of that is due to rotary activity. It's been fantastic. Wonderful work again, Rowan. Thank you for telling us a little about it and uh, I wish you next year every success as you return to your club from district to be the president of the Rotary Club of North Baldwin. Your community programs and your international programs are set to continue apace uh, and uh, full points to you for what you've done. Listeners, as we've done before with Rowan, we're going to play not a sign-off song for the program, but one of his, one of his past songs, because Rowan uh, has been uh, a pop star of the past, besides all the special things that he does there. Uh, the wonderful song uh, from around about 1968, Melbourne and Sid and I. Thank you for being with us, Rowan. My pleasure. I'll, I'll walk out embarrassed when I hear this. I'm sure you won't. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This podcast was produced and presented by Ian Salick of Rotary District 9800 in Victoria, Australia. Other podcasts can be found on the Rotary Club of Canterbury website www.canterburyrotary.org.